you're ready to stop submitting basic applications and winging your interview for your next nursing role, whether you're a graduate nurse or a seasoned healthcare professional, we'd love to exclusively invite you to our secret nurse growth hub, where you can get all of the support to apply, interview and land your next nursing role completely free. All of the resources that we've shared and created over the last three years that have helped 3,000 plus nurses internationally apply, interview and land their next nursing role. So what are you waiting for? Come and join us today. It's completely free. LiamCaswell.com forward slash NGH. Come and join the Nurse Growth Hub today and let's make applying, interviewing and landing your next nursing role easy. listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hello, 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 beautiful nurses. Welcome to another episode of the High Performance Nursing Podcast. Today, we are talking all things about your career. Why? And I came up with this idea for this podcast for a few reasons. Obviously, currently, the climate in healthcare is uber challenging with Omicron, Delta, COVID, and all of the challenges that we're facing right now. I figured it'd be a great place to start the new year to really reconnect to your career why and why you do what you do. The other reason is because I'm seeing a massive shift in lots of people leaving healthcare or considering leaving healthcare. And I know this isn't new, but it's really struck me with the amount of people that are stuck in indecision. And I totally get it. I have been there. And I really want to help nurses really identify what their career why is so that they can make really awesome, informed decisions about their career and their future. And of course, All of these things have resulted in continuous change. And you know us nurses, we love a bit of change, don't we? As we move through our careers, everything is always changing. The only constant in our career is change day by day. But change equals uncertainty for so many of us. And we love stability as humans. We love safety. Our primitive brain likes to keep us safe and free from fight or flight. And I think that we need to explore our why a bit further so that we can really make sure that we know where we're moving forward in our careers and our lives. And I think this episode will really help you today. The other reason is because I had a beautiful um, student nurse on Instagram who also works as an AIN ask me in particular to do an episode on this. And I think it's a fab idea. So here we are. If you would like any episodes or any ideas or concepts taught on this podcast, please let me know and I will do my best to make them happen. So when I first ask you the question, what's your why? I would love to know what comes up. I'd love to be in your brain right now, figuring it out and really diving deep into what is your true career? Why? And you might ask yourself some of these questions or some of these questions might be familiar to you because I know that I've asked these questions of myself. Questions like, why am I a nurse? (laughs) Seems to be one that came up for me a lot. Like, why am I doing this to myself? Was a close second. Why do I have to do this? 
why am I busting my guts for 12 hours, 18 hours, God forbid, 24 hours for this? And all the other questions like, why do we have no staff? What the hell is going on? Why does the manager not invest in us? All of these questions begin with why. And the issue is, when we start a question with why, it's really hard to work through it. Why questions for me are very big in nature, and they seem quite vague, and they seem almost unachievable. And I'd love to know if that's something that resonates with you. And often when we ask a why question, we're usually referring it back to ourselves. And therefore, a why question triggers emotion in us, in a feeling. And that can be confronting, okay? Because as humans, as nurses, we want to avoid all our feelings, right? Because like, who's got time? (laughs) Who has time to manage their feelings and their emotions and to move through this and to do the work? Well, my friend, it is the most important thing that you should be doing. So let's dive into what is your why. Your why must be a compelling statement. It's your vision for life. If you think about your organization that you work for right now, the first thing on their website, whether they adhere to it or not, (laughs) different story, is a why, a vision. They have a purpose, a reason for being and doing what you do. It's your purpose. Why do you do what you do? And that typically forms part of our identity. And when you think about an organization, that is typically one of the things that you asked in your interviews. Like, do you know the vision of the organization? Tell us how you align to the vision of the organization. But here's the thing. When did you stop, last stop, and think about what your vision is for your life and what your why is? And as we identify our why, our why becomes like a transportation to move us forward. It becomes that compelling vision that pushes us forward, even when it is cray-cray and it's all happening around us. All of the things are going on and we are so set on why we're doing what we're doing that all of that external noise doesn't matter as much. It doesn't consume our minds as much. And when it gets hard, we need this to be able to move forward. And I know this from personal experience. Personally, myself, I didn't have a clear career why as I was moving up the chain. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. But I want to start helping you identify what your why might be. So there's been a lot of work done in this space, okay, in terms of what's your why. And Simon Sinek, who is one of my absolute favorite leadership gurus and organizational gurus, If you don't know him, Google him and check him out online. He is phenomenal. If you're a nurse leader, you've got to check him out. And he talks about identifying the why is your purpose, it's your course of life, it's your belief that drives you forward. And we must identify a why in order to grow in our lives. And when he thinks about why, he talks about the why being your purpose. Okay. And I want you to imagine this kind of in like a circular. Here's this circular kind of diagram. Here's why in the middle, okay? Because we always want to start with why. Why are we doing what we're doing? And it's funny, isn't it? Because as a clinician, it's ingrained in our brain. What is the rationale for this? Why are we doing this? Why did we just insert a catheter today? But when it comes to you as an individual and you personally within your career, have you stopped to ask, why am I a nurse? Why do I do what I do? Why do I work in oncology versus intensive care? Why do I work in community versus aged care? So the why is your purpose. 
And then he moves on and he talks about the how. And the how often gets a lot of people stuck. And I know for me, I got stuck in the how for a long time. I was so consumed by how I would get somewhere, the process, that I just didn't take any action for a long time. And I know a lot of you get stuck right here. Well, how is that possible for me? How is it possible for me to move from community to periop? How is it possible for me to move from aged care into pediatrics? And you get stuck on the process. And then he talks about the what. So the next kind of ring, the bigger ring is the what. And that's the result. And this is what I find really interesting, is that most of us know what we do, right? If you don't know, a little bit worried, (laughs) tiny bit worried, but most of us know what we do. We nurse. What do we do? I am a nurse. Not a lot of us know why we do it, or we think we know, but maybe we just haven't stopped and consciously thought about why we're doing it, and hence why it's not compelling enough. It's not a compelling enough reason for you to continue doing nursing, and we're going to unpack that. And Simon Sinek talks about moving from the why, from the inside, and moving outwards, okay? So we don't start with the what, I'm a nurse, and then the how, well, I'm going to become a don in five years. And then my why? No, wrong way around. We must first create that compelling vision for our careers, for our lives, and for our personal professional lives as we move forward. So why is why? There's lots of whys today. Why is why important? It's really interesting. In coaching over 130 nurses in my one-on-one career coaching program, the Clinical Career Accelerator Program, I have found that the predominant theme is that nurses have a vague, kind of non-defined why, and those nurses tend to be the ones that are most, quote-unquote, lost or stuck. And this was me, so no shade, this was me. I was job hopping, I had lots of mind drama, lots of internal thoughts about everything happening, I had absolutely no clarity about where I was going, and I felt like I was at the effect of everything happening to me. Okay, so I thought that nursing was the problem, and therefore I had lots of mind drama about that. And really, what I've been learning and unlearning is that because I didn't have a strong enough why and I wasn't connected to my why on an emotional level, that I was just so disengaged in my life and in my career. And it wasn't compelling enough to get me up in the morning and to get me moving and moving forward, and hence why I felt stuck. And this is where I know a lot of you are sitting right now. It's that feeling of stuck and that feeling of being lost, not knowing where to go next. And I want to say one thing that kind of isn't related as much to your why, but the feeling of being stuck and the feeling of being lost, I want you to recognize that it's your primitive brain. Okay, it's your primitive brain that is telling you to stay safe. Because all of the things outside of safety are the things that are going to get you unstuck. Isn't that fascinating? All of the things outside that feeling of being lost and being stuck are going to get you unstuck. As Brene Brown says, we've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay, growth lies on the other side of the fear. Fear is just a fantasized experience appearing real. There's so many things there that we can dive into in coaching and explore for you as an individual because that feeling of being stuck is horrible. It is absolutely horrible, but it is achievable. You can move through that. 
And it's about taking the first step, right, to overcome that, that feeling of being stuck. And here's the thing. Most of us look to our past to create your future. Why? Okay, we collect lots of evidence and lots of reasons, lots of very compelling reasons as to why it's not possible. And we stay very much in the negative zone of our brains because our subconscious does drive a lot of negative thoughts and experiences because we're collecting it all from the past. Instead of being intentional and using your prefrontal cortex to make rational, sound decisions, intentional decisions about what your why is now. Okay. And I think this is a really important point. We want to optimize our prefrontal cortex use. And we want to just raise awareness of the primitive brain, that brain that's trying to keep us safe, that thinks that everything out there is scary. And we want to raise awareness of that whilst we also raise awareness of our prefrontal cortex and start being more intentional about what we want moving forward in our careers. This will help us achieve or come to some form of clarity around our why. And the beautiful thing is, is when we start doing this and we start doing the work and we start looking to our future to create our future rather than looking to our past, your why will start to become clear and that why will propel you forward rather than having you feeling stuck. So how do we create our why? Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, oh my goodness, I need to find it. Someone has the answer. I thought everybody else had the answer and they could all see it. And here's me, little Liam sitting here going, so what's my purpose? What's my why? And I also thought that there was like a right and a wrong, which is a really good point to raise because there is no right or wrong. You are a beautiful, unique human being. There is only one of you. So why the hell would you want to have somebody else's why? You have your own why, your own reason. So the answers lie inside of you, my friend. They are not external to you. Coaching is a beautiful thing that helps bring that out. It helps you dive deep in the safety net, in the comfort zone of coaching, where it's all safe, and you dive deep in and you start to get the answers that you're looking for. Number two, you know, creating your why. Like I've talked about, we want to awaken that prefrontal cortex. We really want to start looking at the mind drama you're having around, I feel stuck. I'm not worthy of a promotion. I feel like it's not possible for me. In the past, I haven't done well in interview. We want to look at all of those things and we want to be kind to ourselves and assess them for fact because most of those thoughts are not true. And we want to awaken your prefrontal cortex to explore rationally what it is that your purpose is. What is your why? The third thing that we want to do is really start exploring like what your why is. Like, is it a hard why or is it a weaker why? And the reason I say this is because when you have a why that is not compelling enough and it's vague and it's ambiguous and it doesn't mean anything to you on an emotional level and an intellectual level, it ain't going to stick. Okay. You're still going to be mid 12 hour shift, no break thinking, hell to the no, why do I do this? This is horrific. Okay. So some examples of a weaker why is money. And trust me, I've been there and done this. I made a lot of decisions in my career based on money because I thought that when I achieved X amount of money that I would be more worthy. I did the whole when I, then I. When I achieve X amount of dollars, then everyone will see my worth and I will be validated. 
not happening. <laughs> Doesn't happen like that. And in fact, the anticipation of that goal was much sweeter than actually achieving it. And that in itself is pretty, pretty nasty. But money is not a compelling reason, okay? Unless you are in a situation where you really, 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 really need the money, okay? That might be an inclusion. Another weak why is, oh, I just have such a nice team. No, that is never a good reason to stay somewhere and to put yourself through something that doesn't align with who you are, okay? So it's not a compelling why. Because it's variable. That team could change in an instant. Okay? Change is the only constant. So nice team doesn't quite cut it. I've also heard a few people say, oh, but I have a really good manager. Oh my God, my new manager is so good. But like the past manager was terrible and wrecked the workplace for 10 years. But the new manager is going to fix it all. And I have red flag alarm bells going because that new manager might be nice, but they have got so much work to do and so much to unpack. And if they are not at a point where they can process all of that, and if they do not have a strong enough why to work through that, they will slip back in because it's too bloody hard. Okay. Think of your organizations that have you know, senior executives that are not cutting it, that are not good at their roles, that do not serve the organization they do not have compelling whys. When it starts at the top and people don't have a good why, it filters down through the organization and you can be a team leader on the floor with an amazing strong why, but those people are always going to overpower you because there are just so many of them, okay? So having a good manager or a new manager, not a compelling why or a reason to stay or, you know, base your career why around that. The other thing that comes up for us beautiful nurses, because we're just so kind and polite and respectful, is, oh, like, my purpose is to care for patients. And this is just, it's a beautiful statement. But is it true? Does it really get you through the day? Does it really light you up? And does it really, really make you feel something when you say, I didn't get a break for 12 hours today, but I cared for my patients really well. Like, no, that's not serving you. You're not putting yourself first. And your why then is external. It's very externally focused. It doesn't actually relate back to you, right? There's nothing in there that relates to you. And this is the issue. This is the issue with organizational wise, hospital wise, the hospital vision. If you look at it, it never includes the staff. It's always about the patients when the why should be so focused on, you know, what's our purpose? Our purpose is to inspire and motivate our staff to deliver the best care possible. Now, there are a few that do have that. I'm probably telling a little fib there, but you get my gist, okay? So to care for a patient, not a compelling why. Why? Because it's too variable. It's far too variable and it's very much outside your control. And the reason why a weak why isn't going to work for you is because it's not deep enough. It's not compelling. It's not going to move you through the shit storm, okay, that you're going through at the moment or the mind drama or finishing your degree and thinking, where do I want to land in this system currently, that's not going to be enough to move you forward. The other thing that I want you to think about when you're creating your why is making sure that it means something to you on a deep emotional level. As humans, we want to avoid our emotions, okay? But I'm telling you, stop that. You want to feel all the feelings, okay? The hardest or the most challenging thing that you'll ever experience in your life is a feeling. Let that sink in. The hardest 
thing that you will ever experience in your career, in your personal life is a feeling, okay? So when you start to understand that you can feel all the feelings and that it doesn't shake you, it doesn't rock you, and that you're stable and that you are all good and life goes on, you have taken all your power back and you will be invincible, my friend. So I want you to really think about what's your purpose, what is your why, and what does it make you feel? Yeah. How does it make you feel in your body? Does it light you up? Does it make you feel nice and warm, cozy? Does it give you a big hug? I don't know. Like really get in touch with what that feels like for you because the feeling itself is going to propel you forward. And here's the thing. Here is the truth. This is what I know to be true. That when your why is so strong and deeply connected on an emotional level, you can achieve anything that you want. Anything. I'm telling you, you can achieve the impossible. Whatever you think is impossible currently, when you have a deep enough why that is connected enough to your being and your purpose and your vision for your life, you're unstoppable. Okay. And I wanted to share some examples with you because everybody's why is different. And that's a beautiful thing. Okay. And I have a friend who I'm not going to name. I have a nurse colleague friend who I have lots of chats about career with. And she's an amazing support for me in this venture, you know, my business, my coaching business, my podcast. And we also just have lots of fun and giggles. And she is having some career drama right now, like a lot of you are. And she wants to progress in her career, but she can't at the moment because she's had a little one. She's got a beautiful little girl and she's gorgeous. And she wants to move forward in her career. But because of her work-life balance, working part-time, two days a week, she's kind of being overlooked for the opportunities. She's got all the experiences. She's a phenomenal nurse. She has all of the things and she's doing her mind work. She's working through all of the mind drama. But for her, when we spoke about this at a deeper level, we started to identify her why. And I kept saying to her, you need to like your reason why. For example, she would come to me and say, Liam, there's all these jobs. I want to apply for them. And there'd be a job here and a job there and a job here and a job there. I'm going, okay, cool, awesome. So like, why do you want them? And the first question kind of stumped her. She's like, hmm, it's a good growth opportunity. Okay. Is that a compelling enough reason for you to ditch part-time work and go back to full-time right now in your life? Oh, I don't think it is. And as we started to unpack that, we realized that informing her why she was able to make a really clear decision and she had such clarity around it that she was like, yes, oh my goodness, it just hit her. So her compelling why now is that she wants to work. She chooses to work two days and it's important, right? She chooses because we're not at the effect of the world. She chooses to work two nights per week, every week. And her reason why is because it allows her to create beautiful memories with her beautiful child. And she's, you know, and she feels that so deeply. It lights her up. Like when we talked about it, I could see it in her face. She was like, wow, this is my reason why. And that was compelling enough for her to go into a very acute environment during the COVID pandemic. Yes, she still has all the thoughts because she's human. Yes, she still has all the mind drama. Yes, she sometimes doesn't feel like she wants to go. But when she stops and realigns and recenters with her why, she's like, boom, I make more money in two nights 
per week than I would working full time, putting my kid in daycare for four or five days a week and not having all those memories and not helping shape this beautiful human. And I think that's a beautiful thing because ultimately what she has done is she's created such a deep, compelling, emotional why that she will never regret that decision ever because what's more important than your family and your kids? And more than that, she likes her reason why. She doesn't feel obligated, right? She likes her reason why. And then she's created a life around it where she might need to make sacrifices and she might need to cut a few things, but she likes her reason why she's doing it. I think that's beautiful. And I really hope that that resonates and hits a spot with you because for me, it was like such an aha moment for her that she just felt so aligned and it was so powerful. For me, my why is different. I don't have kids. I have bunnies. I have rabbits, by the way. I don't know if I've shared that with you before. I have two pet rabbits and they rule the roost. Lockie and Lucille, they're very cute and they're definitely bosses of the house and they they free roam around the house. They're very well trained, super cute. But my why does not involve my bunnies. (laughs) You'll be glad to hear. My why is to be an example of what's possible. As a nurse, I want to show all the nurses that you can create whatever the frick you want, whatever the hell you want, that you can create. And my compelling reason is to empower other nurses to thrive in their career. But also, as I start to really build my coaching business and really invest in my coaching business to help nurses see that nursepreneurship and creating their own wealth in their own life is 100% possible for them too. And for me, when I think about that, like I literally just got goosebumps because that why motivates me so deeply to do all of the things that terrify me. Like every time I sit down to record a podcast, I'm tachycardic. (laughs) I am stressing. I'm sweating. I'm worried. I'm thinking, oh my God, is anybody going to listen? All of the things happen, okay, that tell me to stay safe. Primitive brain limbs, stay safe. Stay in your safe zone. But I choose to move forward because of my why because I'm so compelled by that why. I like my reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I hear you asking, Liam, that's all well and good. How do I do this? Couple of things. There is no right or wrong. Okay. Do not let that inner critic, that inner saboteur, that little demon on your shoulder say that your why is wrong. Okay. There is no right or wrong. It's yours. Okay. So it's a beautiful creation from you and it's uniquely yours to keep and evolve and change as you move through your career. So here's what I want you to do. Grab a bit of paper or come back to this if you're driving or you're out on a walk or pop it into your notes on the iPhone. That's what I tend to do when I'm walking and I have a couple of aha moments. But number one, I want you to map it out. I want you to put at the top of the paper or on your phone, what is my why? And I want you to really download all of your thoughts. Okay, so downloading all of your thoughts is like fill the whole page. Challenge yourself to fill the whole page. What is my why? Like, why do I work? What is my why working in the community? Like, if you're in the community and you don't like it and you are over it and you've had enough, what is your why? Why do you work in the community? Map it all out. And then number two, I would get curious about what other people think your why is. I think it's always super valuable to get feedback from other people. And you could just simply ask them, ask your partner, you know, I'm doing this work around my why and really trying to get aligned with my career. Like, what is my why? What do you think my why is? It'll be really interesting to see what other people think about your why. And um, of course, that's just their opinion. We can choose to take it or leave it. But it's a beautiful experience and it might give you some confidence about what you came up with. 
The third thing I want you to do is to write down all of your achievements so far. And we're so good at writing down all of the things that we've missed or we haven't done or that we failed at. But I want you to write your achievements because that's going to give you some indication as to what you're really, really good at. And I want you to challenge yourself to write at least 25 to 30 achievements. Now, this doesn't have to just be within your career. It can be in your personal life. It can be small things like graduating high school. It can be big things like presenting to 50 people. Whatever it is for you, write down all of your achievements. And I want you to ask yourself, like, why did you achieve that? Why did you achieve those things? What compelled you to do that? Because all of those achievements were likely things that you did outside of your comfort zone. Can you see a theme here? (laughs) Number four, I want you to look for the themes throughout all of the things. So look for the themes through your download, your thought download. Look through the themes from your partner, your friend, your colleague. And then I want you to look for the themes through your achievements and marry them together and see what comes up. Get your highlighter out and uh, start working through that. And finally, I want you to write your why statement. I don't want you to overthink this, okay? There's no right or wrong. And I want you to write this down. My why is to space, and this is where you put your contribution to the world, and then so that space, and this is where you capture your impact. What is your impact going to be? What do you want your legacy to be, okay? So for example, back to mine, My why is to be an example of what is possible as a nurse. That's my contribution. So that I can empower other nurses to thrive in their careers and their nursepreneurship. That's my impact. I help people get clear. I help people find their why. I help people propel themselves forward. I help them fail forward instead of failing backwards and being stuck. Yeah, and feeling lost. So I want you to craft your beautiful personal, unique why. And then I want you to put it somewhere that you're going to see it every day. I want you to put it on your phone. I want you to put it on your desk. If you're working a desk, I want you to put it in your locker at work. I want you to put it in your diary, your journal. I want you to put it on your fridge, wherever you will see it. I want you to intentionally look at it every day and use your prefrontal cortex, the front part of your brain, that rational part of your brain that helps move you forward, not hold you back. Because here's the thing, you're creating a why for now, not from your past. So by doing this intentionally, you're creating it for today and for moving forward. And I want you to be really kind to yourself because your why right now is going to change maybe in a week, maybe in six weeks, maybe in six months, maybe next year. But if you're at a point in your life where there's a lot of change happening, which I know a lot of us are, allow it to evolve and change. If it doesn't feel good to you anymore, if you look at it and it doesn't hit you like it did, change it, okay? Grieve it if you need to, but change it, but see it as growth. It's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing. Please let me get that through to you. It's positive. It's really, really positive to evolve your why. And because my why when I first started, my nursing career was very vague and it was very, my why is to care for the patients. My why actually at the time was like something along the lines of, I want to become a director of nursing you know, in 10 years. My why was very achievement focused and it wasn't very personal focused. And that didn't sit like I nearly achieved that why. But on the journey there, things changed and I never actually paid attention to what was changing in my life and my career. 
into my thoughts and my feelings. And therefore I became burnt out and misaligned. Okay. So if you can go back to your why every six months, maybe make a part of your six month review of your life, go back to it and explore it and say, does this still sit with me? And reinvigorate it and make sure that you're excited by it and it compels you and moves you forwards because what do we know? Things change. So I hope that that's been beneficial for you in crafting your why. I would love, love, love to know on social media, via email, anywhere, everywhere. So you find me, just send me a message and let me know how you went compiling your compelling why. And I want to leave you with this. As I said earlier, when your why is compelling enough, it will push you through the hard times. It will help you step outside your comfort zone. And it will stop you from being stuck in indecision because indecision does not serve you. It just creates more mind drama and anxiety. And when you have that deep, hard, compelling why, anything is possible for you in your career and your life. I look forward to chatting to you the next time. I hope that's been beneficial. Stay safe, stay curious, and most importantly, get in touch and let me know how you go. Cheers. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode, please take a wee minute to leave a review. It would mean the absolute world to me. If you are ready to start taking action in your career and you need some support, why wait? Come and join my private Facebook community. The link is in the show notes below. Within the community, we take what we discuss in this podcast and we put it into action. Currently, I am looking for nurses who are ready to stop playing small and invest in themselves to create the life and the career they want to live. If that sounds like you, then please get in touch. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay forever curious, my nursing friends.